Welcome to the Embrace Podcast. I'm Andrea, and by tuning in, you'll hear both encouraging and entertaining stories of faith from my circle of friends, Christian authors, and experts in the fitness industry. For listening today, I'd like to offer one month free to my daily workout program with code EmbracePodcast at EmbraceMovement.com. That's EmbraceMVMNT.com. Hey, Embrace Movement ladies. We have member and friend Kristen Jones here. She has a lot of experience doing a faith-based nonprofit organization in Bangladesh, India. And we met through a Bible study locally here in New York City. She has a husband and three kids, and I just find her super interesting and someone that's always growing and changing in her faith. Let's say hi to Kristen. Hey, I'm so glad to be here today. And honestly, like I don't have so many friends that I've walked through single and then married and then now a mom. It's really beautiful. I have friends that I met as we were moms. And now I have like friends that we were single together and now we're not in touch. So it's so awesome just to live life with you. And yeah, Kristen has caught me like right in the five years of like all the biggest changes yeah, of my life. Exactly. I'm like, hey, how, how's it going? I'm a single girl from, yeah. you know, Colorado moving yeah. here. I had been dating Peter and then she, yeah, definitely walked me through all the seasons and it's been cool to be kind of reaching out to her desperately over text. Hey, what does this mean? What What is this baby doing? What is this rash? Like, you know, all this stuff. And she has all the answers. Andrea's a champ <laughs> through all the roles. I love watching you. It's great. I'm glad to be here today. I love interviewing my friends because it's just like um, having them over, but also getting to kind of give them props and think that they're amazing and, and super wise. So, you know, my main question for you today is how are you? Um, what has God made you passionate about and given you a heart for? Yeah, I'm doing really great. Um, my kids are sixth, fifth, and third grade. So it's just a really fun season, especially now that it's nice weather. Like we love getting out and doing adventures. We go hiking upstate and it's just really fun. I love this time of year so much. So very good. And I think the things I'm passionate about um, are things just to empower women, especially. I've had seasons of life coaching with friends or clients, and then now especially working with the Bengali immigrant population here in New York City. I love that. I love just seeing women find their giftings, find their their passions for life, and then to go forward to make a plan and to actually have action steps that they follow through. So I love I love seeing women and everyone, but especially women, be empowered to to live out who they are, who God has created them to be. Yeah, amen. Wow. So why do you think that God made you passionate about your faith so much from such a young age? Like, what was that like desire like for you to be able to go overseas, which is pretty dramatic yeah. as such a, a young girl, 18 years old, right? Yeah, I was really young, just out of college, like 22. But I was really just blessed to grow up in a home where my parents were really involved themselves, not just like attending church, but they also wanted to be really invested in community. My dad had been in the Peace Corps in Yemen. And while he was wow. there, like he encountered believers and nonprofit and every every kind of um, aspect of what it's like to live in another country. And so hearing about his experience really challenged me. And we often had people in our homes. And um, so growing up, seeing what that could look like um, in the States was amazing, gave me experience. But I knew that I wanted to go. I wanted to um, immerse myself in a culture and learn from them. I knew I had grown up in a, you know, nice white suburban neighborhood, and I wanted to experience what it's like to, to go. Um, I had seen what it was like to invest in people who had come here, and then I wanted to go and, and learn from the people. Not just go as 
you know, some experienced person who had a lot to offer, but to go as a learner and to go as, as someone who um, is journeying toward God. I don't have all the answers, but I want to share the hope that I have of Jesus Christ um, with the people um, overseas. Yeah. Amen. That's so cool. So what made you think, okay, I have some options out here. I can go and visit for a couple weeks like people do when they go on a missions trip. Mm-hmm. Or I could go and live in India for you guys 10 years, <laughs> yeah. like ten, a decade. Like yeah. I think about myself when I was like 10 years ago and I'm like, okay, a lot has changed. Like I've lived a life in that time. And also you got married, met your husband there, you know, and then had three kids there. So mm-hmm. what made you, you know, kind of go, I'm in here for the long haul. Yeah, that's such a good question because there were definitely days where I was like, this is too hard. What am I doing here? <laughs> and you spoke the language, right? I learned the language, but like you first go, I didn't know how to say anything. I was making all kinds of, you know, mistakes and trying to, you know, get to the market and end up at the river or something, you know, trying to get directions from people. But I loved it. I first went to do research about how information is, is transferred without people being literate. It's, it was a long time a culture that they didn't read or write. It was an oral culture where people, they speak their truth, they tell truth through story. And I wanted to learn what could that look like um, for people who are translating the Bible, um, who we want people to learn to read and write, we want them to read the Bible, but there are thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of people around the world who don't do that. And so how can we get um, the Bible to be more accessible to them through media, through stories, um, and things like that. So that really gave me that drive to learn the language so that I could do wow. that. And, um, and then just learning um, what it means to be in such a raw place of desperation before God. Like, how do I really love these people well? Um, and how can I do it in a way that um, they can understand it? Not just through the words, but... The hope that we have in Jesus Christ. How can I live here and know how to do that in a way that they will want to embrace for themselves at high cost? A lot of them would have to maybe get kicked out of their family or lose their job for deciding to follow Christ. And to see that happen and the dedication that new believers would have was it was amazing to see. And how could we equip them um, in a spiritual way to to then go and share with others? But then it was also just amazing too. Like my husband is a computer engineer, and so we ran a computer training center, and we were able to provide wow. jobs for locals to see them be able to provide for their families better, um, and then do some humanitarian projects, which was just amazing to be able to. Um, have my kids come alongside us as we were distributing rice or saris or things. But again, it was like, how can I have my kids do this? Not from a way like, we have all this stuff to give to you. I wanted them to develop an understanding of living out of compassion and love and generosity, but not with an agenda. Like I have to um, be able to do X, Y, Z in order to make this a successful project. I really wanted them to see um, the people there as um, souls that God loves and created in his own image. Wow, that's so good. Yeah, I remember seeing a picture that Kristen showed me, and it was right after I had my newborn, and I was showing her a picture of me in a carrier, and she said, oh yeah, I have a picture like that from like forever ago, and it was of her, and they were distributing blankets, Yeah. so there's a big mound of blankets that they had been taking, and you had them on wheels, it was like big cars yeah. or something, yeah. and she was like wearing her baby with like this big bright blue like sarong <laughs> thing, yeah. and she was like, yeah, this was me when I had yeah. my first child, she looks so young, like literally, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, but I can't imagine. Years ago, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like there's dirt everywhere, and like 
like it didn't look like slums yeah. really, but it was like okay, yeah, there's part area. yeah, there's like dot, lots of um, you know, like tinfoil, like you think about like the the roofs that are just like just metal, just right. like a sheet, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like you really you know lived that lifestyle, like yeah. in, in having kids. I think about my life and how I have been in the immersed in the Amazon. It only takes two days to get here <laughs> era, and I'm like, how did you do it without Amazon? And it's just like. Hey, it was a more simple time yeah, there yeah. to have kids, and, and it was really less pressure kinda... to have everything right away. And it was, you know, they had a lot of different ways of doing things that we had to learn how to balance. Like, okay, they have these special rites or ceremonies for the kids. Um, are there ways that we can do something similar to relate with them? And like, they would have a naming party. Okay, like, let's try to incorporate that with our kids. But can we do it in a way that? Um, maybe we can say a prayer at the same time and just ask the people, you know, how can we incorporate the things that they do and try to do it in a way that can also point to Christ. But yeah, I mean, it was amazing to live that life. And sometimes I don't know how I did it either. <laughs> I can't even, I don't know, but it's, it was God giving us strength. And at the same time, like I learned so much from them, you know, mm -hmm. we were able to give things, but I learned so much about hospitality. The people wow. there are so giving and you meet someone on the street and talk with them a few minutes and they're like, come to my house for tea, you have to come over. And they're just so relational. They make time for people. Like wow. they have to live on a daily wage, but they would still just say, Hey, come over. I want I want to give you I want to give you, you know, some time. And and the way they care for their extended family is so beautiful. They're so devoted to their elders and That's so different than nowadays. Huh? I just learned yeah. so much. Like I, I learned so much more from them than I could have ever possibly imagined. I'm like sad for you. I'm like, why are you still there? Like, why are you here with me? I miss it so much. And I, I know God like called us here to do different kinds of training and things, but I miss it. I do. I know you do. All right. This is our second question. So Kristen basically already, she already kind of answered some of this. So I'd love to just hear more is how do you involve your kids in sharing about Christ, you know, locally, or even just kind of sharing their faith in a way, um, or like, how do you model it? Like you and Steven too, like that could be part of your answer. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, I think so much of it is knowing who they are. Um, one of my kids is very vivacious. She will go up to anyone and, she's and talk to them. She's seriously <laughs> wild, Ileana. She's like, hey! Yeah, <laughs> so there are certain things that I do when I'm um, working with my nonprofit type work that I can bring her along. She likes to come and help me teach ESL classes when she's free. Like, wow. she'll come and help me do a dialogue. Like, we're gonna say, let's pretend we're going to the doctor's office and I'm the doctor and you're the patient and she'll help me like dialogue it so then that the <laughs> students can do it. She loves it. But you know, maybe my others aren't so into that. They would rather come with me and help hand out food or they would like to do something that's a little more subtle. And that's okay, I try not to like, I don't want them to feel like serving people has to be um, something that they're not ready for. I think I want them to own it and enjoy it, um, but also to challenge them, like what's the need in this, in this time? Like how can we step up to the need? Um, but then sometimes, you know, just listening to their fears. Um, sometimes they, they feel like, I don't know if I'm going to do it right or what if I say something wrong um, and just to to realize that they are my first priority in, in ministry and in service. I want to bless the Bengali community or I want to bless the, um, whoever I'm serving at the time but my kids are my kids. They're my first disciples. They're like my Jesus had his inner circle you know like they're the ones that I want to explain things to. I want to take the time to do it 
And sometimes it's easy because I know our kids are always with us. I think, okay, like I'll deal with them later. I just need to focus, you know, on this person. But I need to be aware when they're about to have a meltdown. You know, like if I'm trying to deliver something to somebody, like take them along to deliver groceries, for example. You can bring your kids to do that. They can help carry the things. But sometimes they've had enough, and I have to realize, like, I need to set aside sometimes things that that I feel like I need to press through and I need to recognize like where are their boundaries and limitations and listen to them mm. because I want them to to really develop this compassionate heart but to also recognize when they need to deal with something in their own heart. I want them to learn to serve um, because of that compelling uh, that Christ has called us to, to love and to good works and not from a place of guilt or like I have to do this or mm. um, I'm a better Christian if I do service. I want them to like really listen to their hearts and be like, why are we doing this? Um, what, wh- what are the ways that I can do this in a genuine place, an authentic place, mm. and not just trying to check a box of being a good Christian? Yeah, that's really interesting because checking a box, although it can seem like, you know, as parents, like you want to guide your, your kids in a Christian way or like, to have faith, but have their own faith that's completely their own and yeah. independent from your own faith that you're, you know, showing them, guiding them, teaching them, you know, but it's really interesting because like Christian, uh, like Kristen is saying, um, you know, how do you model it for them and make it look difficult? Because at some ways it is a sacrifice, yeah. but at, you know, in realistic ways, mm-hmm. but also that it's, it's amazing and it's life giving and that like, yeah. it's a gift from God for us to be able to live out our faith. Yeah. How, do you, how do you balance yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. I think it's it's always such a tension to like model to them discipline, for example, and having a daily Bible reading time. And other times when you just wish it could just be organic. I just want it to happen. Mm. And I think it's similar with, with ministry. Like um, sometimes you you do it because you know it's the right thing to do. And I want to model to my kids faithfulness even when they don't feel like it. Mm. But I also want to, um, yeah, I want them to to listen to what's going on in their own hearts and to model to them, um, yeah, just the willingness to do whatever it takes. Um, mm. Does that sort of answer? Yeah. That? Yeah. Oh, that's good. But, you know, even just modeling to them, like, um, how do you feel about this? I I even, like, was telling Eliana I was coming over here, and she was like, and I was like, well, what do you think? How do you feel when you serve people? And she was like, I just feel, like, so much joy in my heart when I help people. <laughs> and it's her. just, yeah. She's just, she really, she just loves connecting with people. And so I think it's a bonding thing. Like I could just, I could just see in her eyes, like when we've done things together, when we have gone and like bought like little toys or school supplies to send to like Samaritan's Purse, like those toy drives that they have, like it's a bonding experience to do something that's sacrificial. We could have been going out for ice cream, but instead we're like, using our time and our our resources to to bless somebody else and she was like I like it like it's so bonding it feels so good is what mm-hmm. she said in her eight-year-old vocabulary but eight-year-old it's good it's it's and it's it's challenging sometimes to bring them along like they're gonna have a meltdown or act out it's always embarrassing but it's like you know <laughs> like it's an opportunity to like show people we're real people just because we want to serve you or we want to do a Bible study with you. Like we've got, we've got our issues. We've got lots yeah. of our own issues. We all do. And I have plenty of meltdowns on the way to service industry, service activities <laughs> like, or faith threats. How many times have I ever fought on the way to us? Oh, opportunity to serve, right? <laughs> yeah. Or like even coming out of church and then you're like, 
Why do you always do that? Like, I used to get in an argument, like, every other week with Pete about giving people rides home. Like, he would be like, oh, why do you always offer someone to ride home? I'm like, I'm going to kill you if you don't give someone a ride home. I'm like, I don't have a car. Yeah. You have a car. Invite them into the car. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, come on. And, and he's like, but it's going to take forever. There's traffic. I'm like, you know what? And I'm like, but this is a good opportunity for me to realize that it's like, it has to come out of his own heart, you know? Yeah. But kind of what you're saying about Liana, about how she was so loving and like, so just, it genuinely like flowed from her heart of like her enjoying it. Um, I knew like an, uh, a girl that's now 14, but she was eight and she loved like service projects and serving. And that was just a big thing in her heart. And I think it's a gift that we get from God when the kids get to like get into it. And it's kind of like they're making it a part of their identity as serving, which is a beautiful thing. This girl, Kylie, she was so fun. She wanted to um, make presents and uh, just like write cards to people that were overseas that yeah. were in the military for Christmas. So like, it was funny because my whole family got together and it was like a big celebration and then like her family was gone. So her and her dad came over um, to uh, our celebration and she brought all these uh, paper cards like that she made. And she was like, can you guys write? She like made an announcement at our family gathering. I was like pushing her to do it too. I was like, yeah, like ask them. And she was like, can you guys write some cards to some people that don't have their family with them because they're serving the military? And like everybody was like, sure, let's get around it. And like everybody yeah. made cards. She was like collecting them. She's like, thank you so much collecting from my family. She was like an adult. And we were like cracking up. We're like, this is so healthy for her. Yes. And I think about that time that was like so genuine. But then I also think now she's, you know, going into high school and she said something that was to me really awesome because she's kind of figuring out her faith on her mm -hmm. own. And she said, why do I have to go to church if I already know all that stuff? Mm -hmm. And I was like, actually, it's really cool that she's saying that because even though we might think, oh no, she's having doubts. Oh no, she's being a teenager. It's like, well, for her to get through that, she's got to learn a lesson there, you know? And then her faith is going to be stronger on the other side of it. And she might have to take a couple years to figure that out, or she might have to take a couple weekends to go, oh yeah, it's just part of it. I go to church and learn more and you know, there's always room to grow and all that. So right. um, I just love seeing the journey and like I get excited thinking about your daughter and thinking about what she's gonna go right. like through in high school, you know? Like right. what, what Eliana are we gonna see in seven years? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can't wait to find out. Maybe she'll be in India. I know. What if she goes, I can join her and that would be awesome. Yeah. You would love it'd that. It would be incredible. But yeah, even just recognizing that um, my others have different gifts and God's going to use them in high school too. Like I can just praying, praying for them and praying that they would um, step into the roles that God has given to them too. You know, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. So one time you talked to me about this book and I did not brief her on this, you guys, <laughs> but I always think about this book and, and I don't even know if you're like, I don't know much about it, but seriously, we were in Bible study and you brought it up that it was about how we as um, believers, when we're dealing with close relationships like marriage, um, that we're usually either communicating or doing things with an agenda in general. Mm -hmm. um, and it's either, usually either coming from a place of ministry, meaning you're building someone up, you're, you're tr boosting their faith, you're trying to help them, or you're coming out of a place of negative manipulation. manipulation. Ministry or yeah. Ministry and, and I was like, it blew my mind because I'm like, wait, what about the in-between stuff? But then I started realizing that there was things I thought were really just like general, that, that were coming from a place of mm -hmm. um, manipulation. But then there were things that I was like, okay, I actually want to change those items and, and make them come from a place of loving and caring and compassion right. for my husband and for his times. So what is an example, if you could let us into your personal life, of a time when you were, you know, wanting to manipulate your husband, 
but you started realizing, okay, you know what? I want this to come from a place of ministry. Mm. Lord, please help me with this because I can't do this on my own. Because I never do that, right? <laughs> I never would do that. Um, we should never be mean to our husband. We would never say anything wrong. We're always loving. Exactly. We have all the patience in the world. <laughs> Fruits of the Spirit, yeah. overflowing. Always, always. Um, yeah, I can think of um, a specific time where um, I was really tired of the process of interviewing and looking for a new job. And I wanted to be encouraging and keep listening to how this was going to look like and how this job might look like and the advantages and disadvantages. And I, I, I just kept kind of asking him like, so how's it going? Like, how are you feeling about this job? Are you feeling like you're ready to move forward with it? And it could have felt like I was trying to, you know, encourage him along, but I knew in my heart, I was just tired. I was just tired of processing all that. I wanted to get to a place where we were off the transition bridge and all of that, like, liminality space that's just so uncomfortable and I just wanted to be able to have um, a solid foundation again and know where we were. So it, it's so subtle sometimes where we do want what's best for our spouse but it's still coming from a place of what I want or what I need or and then I want to get to that place quicker. Mm -hmm. And there's a difference between like being self-centered Mm -hmm. which we all naturally are because we are ourselves. We are inside of a body that needs help. and we need My inner chatter is a lot more than his, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I hear my inner chatter a lot. Exactly. Me too. <laughs> I feel you on that. But, you know, there's a lot of like our, you know, our needs want to be met. But then also, okay, if I'm, if I'm going to be the only person that's ever going to love my husband mm. like this as a wife, how can I do it better? How can I like just wow him today. How can I make him feel so loved? Like no one else has loved him before. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's, there's that desire for us to go, okay, let's check ourselves. Let's self examine our heart and let's invite God into this story to make it more beautiful. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's what you shared about that book that really inspired me because mm -hmm. there's a lot of marriage that can just be like, well, I want this. And the other person goes, well, I want this. And now we're mad at each other right. and that's not going to help anybody, right. you know? So exactly. I think it's good, you know, giving yeah. that advice and I guess go read the book. What was it called? <laughs> yeah, that one. There's two by that author. I'll, I'll we'll put it in show notes. Tell them that. Yeah, we'll put it in show notes. <laughs> no, okay. Oh, it'll be here. It'll be the exact book <laughs> randomly. That I don't even know what it's called. I can't. I can't remember it. Boundaries in marriage. I don't know. Classic, we'll look it up. We'll classic, look it up. Because uh, her memory is so good. Like yeah. she remembers this from years ago. But yeah. All right. Our next question is: uh, What has your experience been like being a member at Embrace Movement? Mm. I have really enjoyed it. It's been so good in this season to um, have a, like a program that I can do when it works with my schedule. As you know, with kids, I can't just be like, I go to the gym every morning at 8 a.m. And that's when I get my workout in. It's not like that as a mom. You have to kind of, you know what you're working toward and how much time you might be able to set aside, but it might be in spurts. You get 10 minutes here and then you finish the workout later. It can be frustrating, but I found Embrace Movement has been so helpful for that because I can either get it all done at once, but if, if I can't, I can, you know, change it up. Or sometimes I, I wait a few days that I can see which one will work better for a certain day. So the flexibility has been amazing. It's just, it's just really fun. And I just love variety. That's my favorite thing in, in workouts is just being able to do a lot of different things. I love it when there's combinations of movements and trying new, I had no idea there were so many different kinds of pushups. It's, so awesome. <laughs> spider push-ups are my favorite now. It's so yeah, fun. Yeah, spider push-ups. That's, push my, push favorite. that's, that's what, my favorite. That's the video. They're okay. so fun. 
<laughs> yeah, they're so fun. But we have like 12 different kinds. It's and like burpees and planks. I'm like, there are like never, it's like a never ending list of variations, but you guys, we have like 200 plus yeah. movements from Race Movement. So if yeah. you guys haven't tried to work out, go ahead and head to Adam Brace Movement Instagram. There's probably a new one today. Yeah. What do you, what do you, how do you do that? How do you pick which workout you're going to do? If you, let's say are only going to make three out of the five a week, do you cherry pick? Or are you like, I want to work on my weaknesses or I'm a little sore from yesterday. I want to you know, pick this one because it's going to be opposite body movement. What's your thought process? I love, like, if I know the body weight day is coming, but it's like bad weather that day, I'll save it for like a day when it's going to be good. And then I have a friend every Friday, we try to zoom workout together. So sometimes I'll be like, this workout will be more fun to do with someone. And I'll try to figure out a way that we could either do it more Tabata style. So like I'm doing movement while she's resting and then we switch and you know, the person resting is to talk. It's so much more fun. Um, yeah, yeah, I would say in general, I, I do, I pretty much do all the workouts and I'm very nerdy <laughs> and I like put them all in a spreadsheet. It's ridiculous. Oh, that's so, <laughs> so good fun. to know. Yeah. Okay. I love that you do that. I, I know some people do like the notebook thing and then some people are just like free for all, you know, they it's just not a spreadsheet of... though. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Hey, I always joke that yeah. I married Pete for his Excel spreadsheet knowledge <laughs> so that I could start embrace movement. Yes. I'm like, thank you very much. He's like, you did this and I'm a jock that didn't have this before I met you. But, um, yeah, thank you for sharing. Oh uh, yeah. I just love, you know, I get the advantage of getting to see Andrea in real life. Not as much as last year, but it's so, mm. it's just fun. Mm. Like, She's the same person on camera as she is in real life. She's just uh, a great person. So it makes That's it all the more goal. fun for me. <laughs> I know. I wanted the faith talks to feel like you're just mm -hmm. having coffee with a friend. And you're like learning something about somebody. And there's that relational aspect. It's so ironic that all of this started during the pandemic when no one could be around each other. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even just this year, I know that Kristen is someone that has like always had kind of winters be like tough for her. Mm -hmm. And I've always been amazed at how she does things that counteract like the, the coldness of New York and mm -hmm. the, the feeling of being stuck inside with several kids, you know, on your own and feeling a little alone. And just as a mom, I think it's a lonely journey in general, but I like how she, you know, rides her bike. She gets out and goes for runs. Like she's saying, she saves her body workouts for the days she can get outside. And it's so good for us. Right. And you're like hyper aware of that. And you're like, this is what's right for me in my life. I'm yes. going to stick to it. And a lot of people they'll know what's good for them, but they won't follow up with it. So they'll instead just kind of always get to the point of like, Oh, I'm struggling with this issue, but I'm not really taking the steps to mm -hmm. prevent this issue from happening. And I just, I love that about you. Yeah. Well, sometimes a little too goal oriented, I think, but <laughs> <laughs> I got to take the time for the reflection too. You know, sometimes it's like that coaching that, you know, I love life coaching. I love setting goals and doing them, but I can't find my identity in accomplishing them either. It can be a, the strength becomes yeah. a weakness thing. Like I need to take time for reflection and sometimes just letting go of things too. But yeah, so I do like I do like doing what I say I'm gonna do. <laughs> Probably too much. <laughs> yeah, I know that's really good, and it's teaching a lot of good stuff for your kids too. All right, so our last question that we have for Kristen is, you know, we just wanted to talk about a Bible verse that she's passionate about, but it's something that we can kind of dive into and pick apart. That's my favorite thing about you know just defending the Christian faith or reading the Bible is hermeneutics. And that's just picking apart the sentences and going, okay, what did the author mean by this? Mm -hmm. And what are we as Christians supposed to learn from this? And, you know, how is God using the author to speak not only to that population 2,000 years ago, but to speak to us today? Mm -hmm. All right, guys, we're going to read Colossians 1, 9 through 10. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, 
bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. Mm. This is such a beautiful passage. I, um, I'm so glad that Paul prayed this over us. And it's something that I want us to pray for the people that we are investing you know, in ourselves. Hopefully all of us have mentors who are pouring into us and those that we are pouring into. And to pray this kind of prayer over them, that God would fill them with the knowledge of his will. And we know that some of that is like the general will, like things we discussed about in Bible studies, like it is his will that all people come to faith and to repent. We know he has these certain things that it is his desire and his will to do. Um, but then this is also, he, he wants us to have this will so that we can live this life worthy for him. So it's even a more specific thing, um, not just a knowledge of his will, like that um, and how we might live our any person living their daily life, but how am I supposed to live today in a way that's mm. worthy of God? If if you are representing a certain team, you want to you want to be worthy as an athlete to be you know representing that brand or whatever you're doing. How much more so for us to live a life that's worthy of the calling God has given us? Not just a call to to walk after Him, but a calling for us to use the talents He's given us to walk mm. faithfully in them, bearing that fruit, not just general fruit, love, joy, peace, patience. Yes, those are important, but to bear fruit in every good work that I do. How can I bring life and bring love and joy and peace and patience as I love the Bengali immigrant population, as we love James and, and my kids? Like, how do we do that in a way that um, is bearing fruit and pleasing him also? Um, that's gonna, that's gonna uh, allow us to know God more. Mm. It helps us to grow in the knowledge of God as we're living out that um, lifestyle of bearing fruit and walking worthy of the Lord. So good. I love it. We're going to keep diving into this, you guys. Um, I love that it says, um, will through knowledge of his will, through all his wisdom and understanding that the Spirit, Spirit gives. gives. So it's like, it's a gift. Yeah. It's, it's still a gift from the Spirit. And since we have the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us, once we say yes mm -hmm. to Christ and we decide to follow him and, you know, study the life of Jesus and read the Bible, the Holy Spirit is within us. And it's a beautiful thing to, to go, yes, I'm going to go do good works and I'm going to make a difference in people's lives because religion tells me mm -hmm. to. But then it's a, it's a powerful thing yeah. when you start to go, actually, it's the spirit within me that's actually allowing me to do the good works and it's pointing me in this direction and it's helping me make them possible. Mm -hmm. So, you know, any thoughts there? Yeah, that's really good. I think about that word, fill. I like that word. Mm -hmm. It's like, if he's filling me, to fullness, there isn't even room left for myself and for my negative perceptions of myself or um, the things that can trip me up with temptations in my life. That they guilt. The, yeah, the guilt, our propensity to, to be self-serving or self-promoting. Um, he fills us um, in that way. So it's like my cup is full. There's no room for anything else. Like I want him to fill me up completely. And you're right, that's a powerful force. And it's, it's at work in you differently than it is in me, and yet it's for all people. And it looks differently in different cultures, but um, th that same spirit is flowing and filling all of us. 
Yeah, it's so good, you guys. I have to tell you how this happened. So I said, Kristen, I want to go over a, you know, a verse. I want to bring the word, you know, to this show, to this podcast. I want it to be more than just conversation. I want us to be able to, you know, dive in a little deeper in every, you know, every episode if we can. And so I said, just pick something from Colossians. Thinking, okay, you know, we have studied Colossians together, but it was years ago. Yeah. It was honestly, guys, probably 2016, maybe 2017. Mm-hmm. So okay, like four years ago. I'm like, um, you know, I, I know that we like that, but you guys, we've we've studied together Colossians. Corinthians 1, Corinthians 2, Romans, Hebrews, um, John. First John. First John. And you always wanted to do it. We never (laughs) did. It's okay. And what was another New Testament one? Um, Acts. We did Acts. Galatians. No, we didn't do Galatians. We did Acts. Yeah. So that's like eight. I don't know. That's that's a lot. lot. You guys are probably counting. I'm not. But but so all of these. And I say, pick something from Colossians. I pull it up and she goes, actually, verse 9 and 10 is my life verse. I'm like, well, then you're definitely (laughs) equipped to talk about that. And so, you know, verse 10, it says, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way. Bearing fruit and every good work, not growing in the knowledge of God. Mm-hmm. Now, I think, you know, I just, I love that every time I talk to Kristen, she's inspired by something. She's reflecting on something. She's growing in the knowledge of God. How do you keep yourself growing when it's really easy to just be, you know, stay in the same place and go kind of like what we were saying earlier, like, I already know all that stuff. I'm good. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you get to the point of just being hungry for more? Mm-hmm. I think um, I've really this year um, chosen as kind of a focus or intention word um, to behold and not just to like look or be like ta behold but like to really take notice of things and I look back at the times when I've really grown the most is when I'm really looking with eyes to see what God's doing in my life mm-hmm. um, and it helps me to to grow in that knowledge of, of who he is but also just to be filled with the wonder the wonder of it at different seasons of my life at different seasons of parenting or when we lived overseas and now um i see him through different eyes he's he's a god of every tribe nation language and tongue and all of those people will be worshiping before him and when i see the ways that they experience god or they um they celebrate god in their life that helps me grow in knowledge of him when i um read a book of the bible with someone and they have different insights than I ever learned, like, I've grown the knowledge of who God is. Um, Mm. So to learn, I think, through the word, but in community and through the seasons of life I'm in, I I keep learning and it fills me with wonder. Mm. That's good. Thank you so much for sharing. Oh, I love that. Um, so you guys, that's um, Corinthians, great chapter. You guys should oh, wait, Colossians. That's Colossians. <laughs> so go back and you know read it on your own and highlight whatever you like sticks out to you. Um, so how can people follow you on Instagram and uh, support your work um, with families here in Queens? Um, I I think I would prefer just to like reach out personally one on one. If you want to direct message me at the Gay Factor, I would love to connect you with some resources here in the city of nonprofits that I work with or ways that you can give. Um, I would love that. But probably the best way is just follow me yeah, on, on Instagram or direct message me. At K underscore factor, right? Okay, cool. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in um, for Embrace Women Podcast. We are a women's program that helps build a daily routine around Bible study, prayer, and fun fitness workouts. Get a month free with code EmbracePodcast.